the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. There is an issue that will allow Republicans to dominate in the midterms and to dominate in 2024. And the issue is education and Tied to that issue is finding out exactly what's going on in these 200 hospitals around the country, what they're doing to young people, mutilating their bodies, poisoning their bodies with puberty-blocking hormones and giving testosterone to girls and giving the same kinds of drugs that they give to male sex offenders to uh, crush their sex drive, give those same drugs to boys to chemically castrate them. That is a complete winning issue for conservatives and for the Republican Party. Matt Walsh, who's doing great work at the Daily Wire and exposing this evil, and that's what it is, it's evil, tweets today, Hi, Republican 22 candidates. We've gone ahead and made gender ideology, child mutilation, and child sexual indoctrination major national issues. They're also winning political issues. All you have to do is take the reins we're trying to hand you. Yeah, that's right. Take the reins we're trying to hand you. But Mike DeWine has not been one to embrace these issues. Now, you can say, well, I heard a poll the other day, and the governor's up by some huge margin over Nan Whaley. And you look at the Senate race, J.D. Vance, who has embraced these issues, is locked in a tight race with Tim Ryan. So if you want to get elected, maybe you ought to steer clear. Well, that's a rotten attitude. Because I'll just tell you, I would rather be on the right side and lose than be on the wrong side and win or be afraid to state that I'm on the right side so I could win. Because I don't find any honor in that. And by the way, do you have faith that if you elect somebody who's afraid to stand up for truth in these issues that they'll get into office and actually prioritize those issues? I don't. I don't have faith in that. And that's why I asked Jack Windsor when he joined us at the top of the hour, what is the stomach in the Ohio General Assembly to stand up against the woke LGBTQ lobby out there and their shrill, shrieking partisans and say, well, you know, we don't care that you don't want to stop LGBTQ ideology from being spread in our schools. We don't care that you want hospitals in the state of Ohio to be able to operate on minors. We're going to outlaw it anyway. We're going to outlaw it anyway. Have I seen that kind of fortitude in Matt Huffman, leader of the uh, GOP portion of the Senate? Have I seen that in Bob Cup, leader of the GOP portion in the House? No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Because they pretty much let the Save Women's Sports Act sit there and 
languish around. House Bill 454 still languishes around. That would keep, that would outlaw transgender surgeries and puberty blockers. House Bill 616 would eliminate it from schools in, in only in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. Like, like, I don't think the bill goes far enough, and they still won't get behind it. They still won't get behind it. So, there are some people who are determined, and they will go out front, and they will take the bullets, they will take the hate, and two of them are helping the fight in Hilliard. And by the way, Hilliard, a great job, electorate. You did a really good job last fall. You elected two conservative board members to your board. You have a 3-2 majority on your board. You have a 3-2 majority of sane, capable, smart people on your board. And so I'm hoping that they maintain a stiff backbone. And if look, if Superintendent Dave Stewart is not going to go to battle against the NEA, then, well, maybe there's another district where he could do what he does. Because I would, uh, I would not renew his contract if I'm on that board. Now, today on the early edition of Fox News, uh, Lisa Chafee, Parents' Rights in Education, she is based uh, here in central Ohio. Uh, she was on talking about these badges in Hilliard that bear the stamp of the NEA, National Education Association, the group to whom Joe Biden is going to speak at noon today. And Dr. Jill Biden is a member of the NEA. So don't hold your breath unless you like turning blue for Joe Biden to go to battle with the NEA over its woke grooming in schools. Here's Lisa Chafee on the badges being worn by some teachers in Hilliard and why it is a dangerous allowance by Superintendent Dave Stewart. These badges imply that any teacher not wearing the badge is not safe. It also implies that the teachers wearing the badges are somehow licensed to speak to our children about sexual identity, and that just is not acceptable. Aside from the fact that these kids are already vulnerable, it opens the door to any bad actors that might want to take advantage of our children. And the QR code does go to some very inappropriate material that even for a teacher, they would not be able to utilize that in the classroom. And as you saw, students do have access to the QR code. Yeah, there was a student at the Hilliard board meeting where this became a very contentious issue, and the student had the badge. So it's a lie by the teachers' union to say, well, 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 well we, don't, we don't let the students see the QR code on the back that leads them to the pornographic material and the visual images that are inappropriate for kids and smut and pornography. A student had the badge. And the other part, Lisa makes a great point. Why do the teachers need that resource if they can't teach it in class? I thought we were about teachers while you're on school property, while you're there to, duh, teach. Why are you spending any time on anything that doesn't have anything to do with the expertise in which you have been licensed to teach? You've got elementary school teachers in Hilliard wearing these badges. Elementary school teachers. Little kids are curious. You put a badge on that has a multicolored LGBTQ transgender flag on it, it might as well be a candy magnet that the teacher is wearing. Because kids are going to go, hey, Mrs. Jones, what's that badge you're wearing? What do I, That's really pretty. What do all those colors mean? And then the teachers can say, well, they asked me. They asked me what it was. 
So, I mean, I didn't tell them. They asked me. You see how nefarious it is and how strategically it is done to draw these kids into these conversations? And I know now on the Internet you can't use the word groomer. That's what it's aimed at. It's aimed at grooming. The whole ideology behind proliferating this attitude in schools is meant to raise a generation of kids who either participate in sexual deviance or who see a person's sexual preferences as their defining characteristic or who are so accustomed to conversations delving into those areas that they do not object to it and thus all pushback on issues of morality against people who are immersed in an immoral lifestyle is removed from society because eventually you and I will just die off. That's the three-pronged strategy behind it. Omar Tarazi running for the Ohio State House to represent Hilliard and other communities around it, also on Fox today, uh, making additional good points about why teachers wearing these badges in Hilliard is absolutely not appropriate. The superintendent has been all over the place about these badges because initially he said, well, it's not me. It has nothing to do with us. It's the teachers union. Now he's saying that the badges are a good thing. Uh, The reality is we went to the superintendent and the board and said, look, you can reprint these badges for almost nothing without the back, without the QR code. If the goal is not to distribute the QR code to students, just remove it. And another thing on the back, it also says safe person which is another divisive element of the QR code because now you're going through the teachers and saying, you know, are you safe or are you unsafe? Are you a friend of the teachers union or are you, a, you know, an enemy of their agenda based on whether or not you choose to wear the badge? And that's divides up our teachers in a way that's very healthy or unhealthy for the classroom and for, uh, for in front of students. And then on what basis are you actually making that determination that somebody is in fact safe or unsafe to have these conversations? There's no standardized training for youth protection there's no what's the guide rails of that because they're obviously not therapists uh to you know we're now suddenly going to deputize everybody as a sex therapist for children i mean it's absolutely ridiculous it's unsafe and he's just wrong well said by omar tarazi he deserves your vote your vote stay on him parents So I hope if you don't have anything going on on Sunday and you don't have Browns football to watch because the Browns played last night, uh, you will come out to Plain City right along Route 161, uh, just beyond Kyleville. You go, what, Kyleville? Where's that? Well, Kyleville is on the way to Plain City. Alan, you've lived here all or most of your life. Have you ever heard of Kyleville? I have not. Kyleville is a don't blink or you'll miss it little stop along the railroad track between Dublin and Plain City. Oh, okay. I know where it no is. No traffic lights, no anything. Just a railroad track. grain elevator that's yes. not a grain elevator anymore and a lumber yard, and that's Kyleville. And a pickup truck. And a pickup <laughs> truck or 20. Yes. So you keep going on 161. Before you get to Plain City on the right will be a Freedom Rally at 3 p.m. Sunday, and we will have and a host of speakers there. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I will, but uh, J.D. Vance will be there, Senate candidate for um, the Republican Party, and this is an interesting kind of a little uh, tightrope that J.D. Vance has to walk 
As you know, last Saturday, he was in Youngstown. President Trump was there to help J.D. talk directly to the people of the Mahoning Valley who have not been served well by Tim Ryan in his 20 years in Congress. That's Ryan's home area. Um, And at that speech, uh, Trump talked to Vance about, I hope when you get into the Senate, J.D., you uh, help lead or join into an effort to uh, move Mitch McConnell aside as leader of the majority. Now, that gets a little dicey because Mitch McConnell controls the purse strings on the Senate leadership fund that J.D. Vance definitely needs help from in order to compete with the proliferation of Tim Ryan commercials on television. And McConnell has supposedly freed up $28 million for Vance to populate the airwaves with television commercials in the next almost 50 days before the midterms, seven weeks before the midterms. So on one hand, J.D. Vance wants to have a pleasant relationship with Mitch McConnell because he really needs Mitch McConnell's support. Blake Masters in Arizona definitely needs Mitch McConnell's support. McConnell has been very, very, very hesitant to support Blake Masters. And if McConnell would support Blake Masters, I think Blake Masters would beat Mark Kelly. And you would think that would be to Mitch McConnell's advantage because if you, I would, would you rather be majority leader or would you rather be minority leader? I would rather be majority leader because you don't really have any power. I mean, you have some power. Mitch McConnell kept Merrick Garland off the Supreme Court, so he's got some power. But he was in the majority then. He can't do anything about keeping. This is a frightening thought. What if the Democrats maintain their hold in the Senate and something would happen to Clarence Thomas? Or something would happen to Samuel Alito. I mean, the other justices, the other conservative justices are younger. But, I mean, we lost Scalia without any warning, right? If Biden is allowed to replace a conservative justice with another Katanji Brown Jackson or whatever intersectionality deficit he presumes is on the Supreme Court. Um, well, that could be disastrous going forward. That's another reason why Ohio's Supreme Court is a huge, huge, huge deal. We have had a majority on the Ohio Supreme Court of conservatives until Maureen O'Connor decided that she would personalize her own agenda over being told she had to get off because of age and decided to uh, enact her revenge by refusing to okay any of the legislative maps that the Republican majority in the General Assembly came up with. But we can't afford to have a center-right state like Ohio if the last line of defense is a Supreme Court controlled by Democrats. Well, they'll just legislate from the bench, which they're not supposed to do, but you know they won't be shy about doing. Wouldn't surprise me if we got a Democratic Supreme Court in the state of Ohio, if somebody challenged the heartbeat bill in the state of Ohio and a Supreme Court under the leadership of a chief justice like Jennifer Bruner, they would declare it unconstitutional. You say, well, they couldn't find that in the law. They'd invent it. They'd make it up. 
The Supreme Court in the 1970s made up a right to abortion, a right to privacy. Penumbrances and something else, word I never heard of and never used. So I had a Facebook exchange with a guy the other night expressing his, it was pretty much disdain for J.D. Vance. I'm not going to vote for him. I said, well, if you're not going to vote for J.D. Vance, then congratulations, you're voting for Tim Ryan. No, no, I'm not voting for Tim Ryan. No, you are voting for Tim Ryan. If you're not voting for J.D. Vance, you're voting for Tim Ryan because there's a vote for Vance that he could have gotten that you didn't give to him. And if you're not voting for conservative justices on the Ohio Supreme Court, and this year they will be labeled Republicans and Democrats, they will be labeled, if you don't vote a straight Republican ticket, then you are voting for people who will certainly not be the least bit shy about injecting their own personal beliefs over and above the law. So, do I think it would be the worst thing that ever happened if Mitch McConnell was not the Senate Majority Leader? If another senator was the Senate Majority Leader? I don't think it'd be the worst thing. The one thing about McConnell, though, he knows all the little ins and outs and hidden nuances and asterisks and undotted I's and uncrossed T's in the law that enable him to finagle things that frustrate the Democrats. So he is useful for that. And as I've said, he will always have a star in his crown in heaven for keeping Merrick Garland off the Supreme Court. I mean, have we, have we not seen from Merrick Garland in his feckless, partisan-driven leadership of the Department of Justice what we would have been subjected to as citizens of the United States? This is a guy who thinks it's fine to label parents who are concerned about books that are pornographic in school libraries, Moira Garland thinks you're a domestic terrorist. Right now at the FBI, which is under the purview of the Justice Department, whistleblowers are telling people like Jim Jordan that agents are being pulled off cases that involve sexual molestation and sexual harassment of minors so that they can do what? Oh, so they can go after people who post things on Facebook about the election or about, man, this LGBTQ agenda, this expansion of Title IX, this is evil stuff. If you dare to post that, no, you could be in Merrick Garland's crosshairs next. So it is, the only thing I agree with Biden on is when he says it's a consequential time for our country. It is a consequential time for our country. He's on the wrong side of it. We're on the right side of it. Not because we're right, but because... Not because God is on our side, but because we're on God's side. See, if you're not taking your cue from the author of objective truth, that life begins at conception, and that children must be protected in all ways, then you are on the side of evil. And no matter what the consequence, at your job, or anywhere. You must stand against that evil. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.